Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, October 3rd. And, ah... The NFL. <laughs> what a Sunday it was. Listen, I had a good overall weekend. Um, the most exciting thing that happened to me was the soccer team I'm an uh, owner of, Nicoxa. We had a win and in the playoffs game on Saturday, and we lost. It was devastating. I was not happy. <laughs> I had a couple drinks Saturday night. Let's just say that. And then Sunday, the team that was going to pass Nicoxa lost. They got drilled 3-0, so we backed into the postseason. Next weekend, we'll be playing on the road at Tigres. It, it, I'm trying to give you guys an equivalent of an NBA game. I don't want to say we are like the Orlando Magic and Tigres is the... Well, Tigres isn't quite like Celtics-Lakers, but it would be like that next year, like the Sixers, like a really good long-term team. And um, it will be an uphill climb, but you know what? We're in the postseason. That's all that matters. Um, But now let's move on to the NFL. I will say I didn't watch a ton of college football on Saturday. Um, We had two soccer games. We had a fair in our town that we went to. Uh, My son had a volleyball practice, and then we had another soccer game Sunday. Like the kids' sports on weekends really fries you. And I haven't been 
doing as many sports on my own as I did during the summer. Although I did play a tennis ladder match. Uh, first one I won in two sets. Then I played on Friday, one in straight sets. And I'm uh, feeling kind of good about myself, but I have a tough, tough opponent this week. Matches yet to be scheduled, but it's fun playing tennis twice a week now. Hoops, it's a little tougher, man. I love hoops, and especially when the NBA starts up, I'm, I'm going to want to hoop, but it's just a lot tougher with the kids' sports now. But I made sure I played hoops early Sunday morning, got that out of the way, got home in time, showered, I'm at the computer ready for NFL, and then I, you know, I had to watch the Baltimore Ravens do what they're sadly doing best now, blowing friggin' leads at home. So they're up 35-14 against Miami in week two, blow it, lose. And now they're up 20-3 to against the Bills at home. Weather wasn't perfect. And they blow it and lose. And John Harbaugh is getting killed today by all these knuckleheads on TV. And I'm sure, well, I'm not that I'm watching them. Trust me, when, I, when I'm recording the podcast, I do not have the TV on. But I'm sure they're going to be saying on TV, on the radio, uh, on the internet, of course, why didn't Harbaugh kick the field goal from the two-yard line with roughly two minutes left against the Bills? And this one is not hard. John Harbaugh, as we've talked about on this podcast, leans on analytics perhaps as much as any coach in the league, maybe most. If you guys remember, there was a story a couple years ago we talked about on the podcast. He hired a guy from Yale just to be his analytics guy, where if it's even close, analytics guys got all the numbers and everything ready, and we got to go here. And last year, they had a couple instances in back-to-back games. Fortunately, I was not on both of them where Harbaugh could have kicked the field goal and he decided to go for it and failed. And if memory serves, one worked, they got lucky, the other did not, and he got crucified, which this is what's going to happen, you know? Internet's big. You got all these people, you know, just trying to clamor and get cut through. And so everybody's just going to rip him for not kicking the field goal when you have automatic Justin Tucker, who is arguably the greatest kicker in NFL history. Problem, of course, is that you're facing Josh Allen, and Josh Allen had already led you from down 20 to 3, and the game's tied. And the idea of Josh Allen having, you know, you know they're going to go four downs if they're looking to tie the game, and he's only got to get, what, 60, 70 yards? Like, think about it. You go for it on fourth and two. You don't make it. They're at the two-yard line. You got him pinned. They got to go the length of the field, or at least, what, 70 yards to get in Tyler Bass range for, for, for the game winner. So... Your defense has played well. They really shut down Josh Allen and and Buffalo in the first half. Didn't do as great of a job in the second half, but the referees got involved. I do not want to become referee guy two weeks in a row. I was still salty about the Colts call uh, on Chris Jones that that screwed one of my bets. But um, Ravens got me a push, so I'm not totally complaining here. But I can't crucify him for this call. What I can get upset about is the play call. Now, that's going to even sound weird because if you look at the replay, there was a receiver open in the corner of the end zone. Lamar just couldn't get it to him. Why couldn't he get it to him? I don't know. Maybe because he had a straight drop back? Why would you do that with Lamar Jackson? And this is like, I'm pro go for it on fourth down. I'm all about the be aggressive. That's how you win football games. You know, you punt, you're going to end up losing. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Chicago Bears and Giants. I had to sit through that garbage. Game was unwatchable. And of course, Bears end up punting a couple times in the fourth quarter. It's like, what are you doing? And of course, they're, they're relying on the defense, and they end up 
getting a stop, but then their punter, punt returner drops the punt. So it's like, come on, guys. I mean, the Bears are a comedy of errors. You don't expect the Ravens to come out with such a kind of a, like a boring play where it's just a straight drop back. Buffalo had been winning at the line of scrimmage in the second half, and they got to Lamar pretty quick, and the pass was picked off. And so now n- not only do you not pin them at the two, they get it at the 20, and you got no points. So you at that point, you just assume it's a loss. And then, you know, the, the Baltimore defense was good, but on two third downs, Josh Allen came up big. One, just a clutch pass to Knox. The other, a great scramble. And this is what Josh Allen does. This is why he's an MVP candidate. And of course, a guy like me who says last week on the podcast that Lamar Jackson is the MVP leader after three games. Yes, I'm going to get people tweeting at me. Oh, oh, MV, he wants all the money? What are you talking about? How could he get all the money? Lamar Jackson couldn't even score a point in the, in the second half against the Bills at home. I was like, jeez. People just, they go overboard, man. People really want two quarters of football. And Lamar Jackson was not great in the second half. It doesn't mean he does not deserve a max contract. I, I mean, are you kidding me? Some of these responses are crazy, but that's social media for you. Anyways, that's a bad loss for the Ravens. You lose two games at home when you're leading by 17 or more, I mean, th- those are not games you immediately bounce back from. Now, they did open the season with a difficult schedule, and I think I think they'll be fine. Let's monitor the injuries. Ronnie Stanley uh, did not play. They have a tough one this uh, Sunday Night Football against the Bengals. You know that is a big rivalry right now. In that division, this game will be for the lead. Because Cleveland continues to sputter, and um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we'll get to eventually when we talk about my Jets, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are not a good football team right now. So Ravens come out of this. They get Bengals, Giants, Browns, three opportunities for wins. I think they'll be fine, but they will not be the number one seed in the in the AFC, that's for sure. So their path to the Super Bowl will go through likely Buffalo. It will not go through Denver. I'll just put that out there right now. Uh, we'll get around to that. Um but I think the actual, the second biggest story after the John Harbaugh thing, because, uh, you know, you see the Harbaugh thing online and people are really f- freaking out. You never want to peg the podcast of what's going on online. But I had a bet on that. I was very invested in that game. And it, it just disappointing that they couldn't come up with points there. Now, a game that we didn't, if you noticed last week, we didn't really talk about except the move aspect was Kansas City and Tampa. And I'm sure Rob is going to want to give me a pass or not want to give me a pass for this. But, uh, you know, all these people are like, oh, well, hey, maybe Tampa's not that good. Can't score against the Packers. Can't stop the Chiefs. You know, they're not one of the elite teams. And I, and I, I understand that line of logic. I do want to give Tampa a pass, and here's why. You could see from the jump they did not look to be the fiery, flying-around defense that we've seen in the first few weeks of the season. Like, they look nasty against Dallas opening night. They look pretty filthy against Green Bay. They are ferocious hitters. I mean, this defense is really ridiculous. And they got shredded by Reed and Mahomes. And I think it happened for two reasons. Number one, listen, the Chiefs had this game circled for over a year, okay? As soon as they lost that Super Bowl, they knew, hey, based on... Um, the divisions we play and all that fun stuff, we're going to be playing them. And this was a revenge game for Reed and Mahomes. Remember, uh, who who was it? A honey Badger talking trash back at the Super Bowl to uh, Tyreek Hill, and they were roughing up Mahomes. I think he got hit more than he had ever in a game. 
this this game meant way, 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 way more to the Chiefs, who were also coming off a loss last week. I should remind you to the Colts. So that's factor number one. And factor number two is easy. Yeah, a massive hurricane tore through the Tampa region this week, and the entire organization was basically displaced. And it's not just about the organization. It's about your friends and family, and you're checking in with them. Like, everybody's going through major crap. And it's like, how focused can you be on a football game? What does it even matter when there's wreckage? I mean, I think Fort Myers is destroyed as a city. It is pummeled. It got pummeled. Some of these Tampa football players, I'm sure, live in areas that got hit hard by the hurricane. There's no chance that their focus was on this football game. And it stinks for them. You could see defensively, it just they, it wasn't there. And so I know, Rob, that's not going to be a popular take but I'm going to give Tampa a bit of a pass here because I don't want to overreact. I still think when you look at the cream of the crop in the NFL, the tier one has only three teams, Buffalo, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And like the next tier, like upper middle class, if you will, Tampa is in that group. I haven't fully flushed out that group. I think Baltimore's in there, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. But Tampa's in that upper middle class. They're next year. They're still a Super Bowl contender, despite getting, you know, just tossed around by Reed and Mahomes. Well, I'm glad you said that, Jason, because I was having a very rough Sunday night. You know, I bold proclamation this time last week when I said, hey, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are my pick to win the NFC. I'm changing my pick after what I saw from them defensively. And... They go and lay a performance like that where, you know, what I think they have gave up scoring drives on seven of their first eight. So it was something ridiculous like that. Um, so thank you for showing me the glass half full angle from this story. Yeah, like, hey, man. you know what? You're right. It was, a, it was a revenge game for Patrick Mahomes. You know what? You're right. They did have hurricane protocol. They didn't know what was going to go on. And they had to delay the Bruce Arians ring of honor enshrinement. So thank you for, you know, covering my ass on this one. But. Even still, I, I, as much as I, 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 it hurt me to see the, I mean, I, I, it hurts me to say that it hurts me that I saw Tom Brady get his ass kicked. You know that that is a whole paradox in and of itself. By the way, did they roughed him up. Did you see the hit that he took when he they landed did, on yeah, his shoulder? Yeah, I was like, ooh, um, uh-oh. But to me, the bigger story was that Kansas City just looked awesome. I mean, even for all the the excuses, and you pointed out the built-in one, especially with the hurricane, is a big one, but. Patrick Mahomes looked more locked in than I've seen him in like a year and a half, two years. So so if you go back to the opener, they looked amazing against the Cardinals. Then on the Island game against the Chargers, they didn't look amazing, right? No. I mean, Herbert, that interception at the goal line. Colts, they can't put them away and end up losing. And now they look amazing. So what is it with the Chiefs? Let's just say they're amazing and they're going to figure this out, right? They've got a lot of new weapons that they're working in. Um, I, I don't even know who this running back is who wears Tyreek Hill number. His Tyreek Hill's number. He's so fast, and he's got like the long hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do you think there was any design that the Chiefs were like? This guy's built like Tyreek Hill. He's got like similar size and quickness and shiftiness. Obviously, nobody can match Hill's shiftiness, but he's in that like jitterbug space. Do you think it's a little disrespectful to Tyreek to to give it to that guy? No, honestly, I think it's a little bit of a gamesmanship. That, that's what I think. You know, I mean, I know this is a, a comparing apples to oranges, but when I coached 
high school football one season. Our, our, our number one receiving option was our tight end, and he wore number 22. Well, he was declared academically ineligible before the last game of the season. Oh. And so what we did was we elevated the backup and had him wear number 22. So anybody who watched film was like, hey, that guy's still out there. We got to really clamp in on this dude. And he was nowhere close to that player. So maybe this is one of those situations where Andy Reid's like, hey, one of these games, you know, maybe it's a uh, a Josh McDaniels who doesn't like look at the details too well. And he's like, hey, I didn't know they still had Tyreek Hill. Look at that guy, number 10, running down the field and. He just gets tricked by, you know, something like that. Yeah, I bet. You know Tyreek's watching that, feeling a little salty. Um, I, I, it would be remiss of me to not point out 15 minutes into the podcast that the New York football Jets got a W on the road, went into Pittsburgh. You can't just go into Pittsburgh and steal wins from the Steelers, okay? Not only did they rip the game away from the Steelers with 14 points in the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh, but they now created a controversy at quarterback Mitchell Trubisky no longer Maserati Mitch he's definitely Mazda Mitch he has been put in the garage and Kenny Pickett was trotted out in the second half so the Jets forced the Steelers to make the QB change Kenny Pickett throws three interceptions now one was like a Hail Mary at the end kind of another was like a bomb that was just picked off and another was a bad one but he also had two rushing touchdowns, which was a little crazy to me. Uh, just one of the wilder stat lines you'll see. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Jets are two and two. The Steelers are one and three. And the Patriots are in last place on their third string quarterback at one and three. Now, this is going to be the portion of the program where I'm going to get a little excited for the Jets. Here's why. Look who they have this week. They host the Miami Dolphins. Folks, I don't know if you followed the Tua... Miami's mess over the weekend. But there is something called an unk on the sidelines at every football game for every team. It's uh, And I got to get the exact terminology here, but basically uh, an, it stands for an unaffiliated neuroconsultant, right? Every team has one. And that person is supposed to do the assessments for concussions. So at the Miami Buffalo one two weeks ago when Tua got that concussion, that we all know was a concussion, and then he staggered and they called it a back injury, that he had to be cleared by that UNC, unaffiliated neuroconsultant, to go back in the game. So he went in, and they ended up getting the win, and people largely forgot about it because they got the win over Buffalo. And then it was like, well, we don't know if Tua's going to play this week against Cincinnati, and he goes out Thursday. And he gets ragdoll tossed down, and it was ugly. He was knocked out. And to, listen, I, I'm in the fortunate spot where I've got some friends who are ER doctors. Uh, I know a brain surgeon who just happens to be a, a good buddy of mine because his daughter and my daughter are in the same grade and play sports together. Um, and you know, when if you if you were to talk to a brain surgeon about to his injury he very likely had some sort of seizure. That's why the fingers did the scary curl thing. And like, that ain't pretty. And if we say that Tua had a concussion against the Bills and then Tua had another concussion as well as a seizure against the Bengals, there's no way he's playing football for a while. No way. If he's tried it out onto the field against the Jets, it would be, there's just no chance. This is how bad you know it was. The NFL was trotting out its like medical expert top people to CNN on like Friday and Saturday to kind of try to clear this up. It's a terrible look for the league. You cannot have someone going out there getting multiple concussions that quickly and the risk of death is there. It is. And 
my guess, I, I've, I've texted with two um, brain surgeons who are now saying he should not play football for the rest of the season. And my guess is I don't think Tua will play for at least a month. Now, this is football, and at this point, I'm going to mention the J.J. Watt saga. I'm sure you guys saw this. Thursday, J.J. Watt had a heart procedure. Apparently, they tried to keep it quiet. I guess somebody leaked something, so Watt beat them to the punch before the reporter, I guess the reporter called him, and he Watt didn't want some reporter doing that. I'll tell my own story. So he comes out and says, I had a heart procedure Thursday, but I'm going to play. And it's like, What? A heart procedure on Thursday and you're playing on Sunday? That's that warrior football mentality that Tua had where he's like, oh, yeah, I got, I just got dazed against the Bills. I can go back in the game. Sure, no problem. I'm ready. And Justin Herbert with the rib cartilage. Oh, yeah, let me go play. And they, like, I, there's nothing we can do to get that out of these guys. And if you've ever played sports and you have like a, you get your bell rung, you still want to go out there. But it's the job of the experts who, specialize in this field and work with the teams to keep these guys from killing themselves. And, you know, seeing J.J. Watt, he had a great game, by the way. We're not going to really talk about the Cardinals. They did come through for me. Um, You know, well, we might talk about the Cardinals in a bit. But, like, this idea that Watt felt he needed to play is insane. What does that guy have left to prove? He's a Hall of Famer. He's in. He's had a great career. What, What are you doing? So my guess to get all the way back to the Jets they will face Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday. And I have yet to see a line for this game because obviously nobody knows who's going to start. I'm just telling you, there's just no friggin' way Tua can start that game. So all of a sudden, you got the Jets against Teddy Bridgewater. Jets playing well. The cornerbacks are good. The safeties had their best day of the season against Pittsburgh. I think they had to combine three interceptions. New York's offense with Zach Wilson. Listen, I know Wilson was not great. He had one bad interception that flipped the game in the first, at the end of the first half. Jets should have, were going to go up more than 10-3. And then, of course, Wilson throws a terrible interception. Pittsburgh comes all the way down and gets a field goal. And then he had another interception off a tight end, Conklin, who's been a disaster since they signed him. Right off his hands, pick six to make a Fitzpatrick or whatever. And it was like, okay. But then Wilson came through in the fourth quarter. And I'll say this. With Garrett Wilson, uh, Carter running back, Corey Davis, um, Elijah Moore. The Jets have options, and they went through a Pittsburgh defense that's pretty good without many issues. I think they'll be okay against Miami. I don't know if I'm willing to pick them or win outright, but I I really do think there's a huge game for the Jets that, listen, the AFC's seen some carnage, Rob. I, I know people think, Jason, you said this same nonsense when they beat the Browns. Then they come out and get their butts kicked by the Bengals. That was January Joe Flacco, okay? I, I, I think there's something here that the Jets could build on. Now, they have to win this game because after that, it's Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, <laughs> followed by Belichick, who will probably have Mac Jones at that point. And after Mac Jones, then they have Buffalo. So if they can get three and two, steal one of those, be 500 at the break, that's like pie in the sky. Um, and now, Rob, I've prattled on about the Jets for five minutes, and you're not that impressed with them. I gather. <laughs> no, I'm not that impressed with the New York uh, Jetropolitans. Like, I'm, I'm happy for you because I know that it's been, you know, tough waters for you uh, going back for yeah, basically for the last your, decade. Yeah. No, your entire life for the most part. You no, know, we've had some bad. good runs. But no, I, I'll let you get it off your chest. Your Raiders. Yes. Took down the Broncos. I was, I, I, 
You know, this is my problem, Rob. The games that I say I like early in the week, for whatever reason, I'm too emotional, and I whiff. I said early in the week I like Broncos. Did not come through. I like Texans early in the week. They get shelled. They kind of came back and made it interesting. But uh, the Broncos defense, and did you hear the news about Javante Williams? Sounds like it could be a season ender. That's yeah, devastating. And then not they good. put in Melvin Gordon. All that guy does is friggin' fumble the football. <laughs> Always at the most inopportune times. Hands the, just vomits it up. It's not even like the ball was punched out. Did you see it? He I like did. was spun down. Like somebody Criscoed up the ball. It pops up. Boom. 70 yards the other way. Touchdown. It's like f-, f life. Um. Anyways, go ahead. Josh Jacobs over a hundred. Devontae Adams looked good. It's a good win. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, you know, you you mentioned uh, how important. I, I hate bringing back to the Jets, but you mentioned how important it is this upcoming week because they got Aaron Rodgers and and Russell Wilson coming right after that. I don't think that those next two games are as daunting as you know you might think, because I I, I mean we've seen Russell Wilson now in a couple of Island games. Um, I watched him obviously yesterday against the Raiders. He is an absolute shell of himself. Well, is it him though? I mean, look, I, I know that Colin Cowherd is trying to say, hey, it's a whole new offense. Give him a break. You know, you got to give him time to adjust to the Nathaniel Hackett offense. But when I watch Russell Wilson, and again, we've seen a lot of him recently. Um, he just doesn't look like the Russell Wilson that makes you nervous as a, def- as you know, an Does he look team. heavy? No, he, he just, he, he looks slower you know which comes with age you know it's not to be unusual but it's not like he's carving anyone up either like i don't think that's ever been russell wilson's forte let russ cook has never been about him pulling an aaron Rodgers and just lighting you up from inside the pocket you know it's seven yards 15 yards deep pass he's doing everything tom brady did that you know back in his heyday russell wilson when he was cooking it was because he was making things happen it wasn't one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, four, five, boom, play action, boom. It was something's off script. It's him rolling to his right, evading a guy and hitting a 40 yard across the middle, you know, to a third string tight end. That was the kind of stuff that Russell Wilson was doing in Seattle when he was putting up those big numbers. Now, I think he has better weapons, I would say, than he's probably ever had. You know, all due respect to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I don't think those two alone can compete to what you mentioned, you know, Javante Williams. You got uh, Jerry Judy was a first-round pick. I think Corlin Sutton's very underrated. He's got weapons all over the place, but he is not making defense, like he's not making a defense pay the way well, you would I, expect I, an upper echelon quarterback to do. So some of the numbers uh, disagree. So they averaged 6.2 yards a play. Like the offense was good. They had a couple bombs. Uh, Hamler caught one. Judy had a couple uh, nice receptions. Kendall Hilton, Hinton, whoever that is, caught one. Uh, Russell Wilson had a higher quarterback rating than Derek Carr, 124 to 76. Now, I know that's not saying much. Where I think the Broncos lost this game, feel free to disagree, is defensively. The Raiders ran 74 plays. They had the ball for 34 minutes, 25 first downs. They were 50% on on third down. They basically got whatever they wanted. The Broncos had not given up a 100-yard rusher or receiver through three games. The Raiders had both of those. This defense, I don't know what the hell happened to it. If the Raiders had executed in the red zone, this is back-to-back weeks. This is a troubling theme for your guys. This probably would have been a blowout. 
But I, I didn't think Russ was that bad. I know he's an easy target because people don't love him. Um, I just I could not believe how bad the Denver defense was. Could not get off the field. And oh, by the way, Randy Gregory got hurt too. Don't know his status. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I saw I watched every second of that game because unlike Jason McIntyre, I don't got the funds to just get all of the NFL packages oh, stop it. and watch every single you know minute of every game. But I, I watched every second of that game, and in the second half, the Denver Broncos, outside of one late touchdown drive had one, two, three, four, five. Their other five series, a net total of 13 yards. Yeah. So Feast or famine, baby. Say, say what you want about the Raiders' ball control offense, and it, and it worked out. Again, Josh Jacobs had a good game. Derek Carr did not have to do much. He actually did more with his legs than he had you know, all season. Not yet. Two big, big scrambles. Yeah, scrambling for yeah. first downs. But look, the Denver Broncos are outside of probably my Raiders, but I guess since we beat them, we've kind of moved up a the rung. They're the most disappointing team in football to me. Like, even with that two and two record, and, you know, according to the NFL, all this parody, they're right there in the mix alongside, you know, the, the Jets and, and the Ravens. They says they have the same record. Yeah. Watching huh. the games, the Denver Broncos are nowhere close to a playoff contending team to me. Yeah, they're out of the gate slow. Um, quickly, rest of the NFC, though, it's like NFC North, two and two, two and two. Two and two, one and three. I don't think anybody there is great. I think the Ravens are the best team there, but they have they have injury issues as usual. AFC South we know is trash. Although Tennessee has won two in a row, they have a negative twenty six point differential. A quick note on Jacksonville. So that game was wacky. I I, I, I backed off of it. I remember I liked Jacksonville during the week. I wanted to look at them, but then I backed off and I was going to take the Eagles, and I ended up taking nothing. I had no money whatsoever on this game, and. It was weird because it was 14 nothing Jags, and everybody's like, oh, gosh, Eagles are frauds. And that was deceptive because you get a pick six, and you get that scripted drive for a touchdown, 14 nothing. It was as if Trevor Lawrence, once the rain started coming down, had never played in the rain before. He fumbled four times, Rob, lost all of them. Two of them were on snaps, and he also had an interception. But as a result, this led to, like, super short scoring drives. The Eagles had touchdown drives of 57, 35, and 24. That's not sustainable. You're not just going to keep getting turnovers and make them pay for short fields. So I know I put the Eagles up there with Buffalo and Kansas City, but I think they're a clear notch below them in the upper class, Rob. Would you agree or no? Uh, I mean, the thing with the Eagles is that offensive line is so good that they've made Miles Sanders you know, relevant again. Like like the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the, I had the Jacksonville Jaguars winning that NF, or excuse me, AFC South before the season. So I was one of those people who was crowing when it was fourteen nothing. I was feeling really oh, good about you, you know what, what, what was going on. But as I'm keeping track with the game on my phone and I'm seeing, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles were kind of running roughshod over them. They, they, at the end of the game with over two hundred yards rushing on the ground. Yeah. They can they can drop the hammer, unlike Baltimore, which cannot exactly. drop the hammer. Exactly, they can. And, I think, and that's one of the big differences I think between Philadelphia and some of those. To your point, the other upper tier teams, being Buffalo and Kansas City, is that Buffalo cannot run the ball at all, save for a, a Josh Allen scramble, and the Kansas City Chiefs cannot run the ball consistently. And so I think what's going to separate as we get deeper into the season, and you know, it's one of those tried and true, you know, lines that come out of former NFL players is 
defense and running the ball is what gets you into the playoffs and what wins in the postseason. Especially and, in, in when the weather gets really Exactly. Bad. And you're yeah. playing in the um, NFC East. You're probably going to be hosting playoff games with the hot starter that you have right now. Teams are going to have to go up to Philadelphia in 20-degree weather. They're going to be able to kind of impose their will on a lot of teams because this is already how they've been doing it early in the season. They're not going to have to ramp themselves up into the colder months. So I think that um, the Philadelphia Eagles are definitely a – they belong up in that upper tier for sure. Uh, quickly in the NFC, don't have much as much here. Um, obviously, people are going to make a big thing about the Packers. I'll take it next level. So the Pac- Packers were able to knock Brian Hoyer out. That was Rashawn Gary, who's an animal. Um, he has a sack in each of their games. So he knocks Hoyer out of the game. Then he forced a fumble. Then he recovered a fumble. Like, that's the kind of season that guy's having. Rashawn Gary is, is, a, is a bad boy. But they get the win over Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. An unimpressive win, for sure. Uh, I'm sure this morning, later this morning on Coward, he will be bashing the Packers because they did not look great. And that's undeniable. They did not look great. They should have won the game in regulation. Romeo Dobbs dropped. Is it Dubs or Dobbs? I always thought it was Dobbs, but I mean, Whatever. The kid from Nevada, the rookie, dropped a touchdown pass with like five seconds left. Aaron Rodgers just put a beautiful pass. It drops it in the end zone where he couldn't control it through through the ground. And then they have to win in overtime. I'll just say this. The Packers ended up beating a third-string quarterback, Bailey Zappi. Do you know who the Packers play next week, Rob, without cheating? Uh, oh, What's I do about? know. It's oh. the Giants. Ah, oh, damn it. And it's because so, they're both 3-1, and one, so it was like a big thing on Twitter. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the, one of the first down, times right? that you've, yeah, so you've seen a If you a guys watch any game. of the Giants game, and because I bet on the friggin' Bears, I had to watch this garbage. Daniel Jones got knocked out with an ankle injury. His backup comes in, Tyrod Taylor, concussion. So what did they do in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left? They ran Saquon Barkley out of the Wildcat. Now, they're so hurt at wide receiver that they had to bring Daniel Jones back onto the field. And he was set out as like a wide receiver. But like, you know how they would like jokingly put a quarterback out there as like a decoy. That's all he was. He could not, I don't think he could function on like, uh, if he needed to do anything, he certainly can't. They didn't want to risk him handing off, falling down. That's a, so. So it, there's a chance if Danny Dimes can't go and Tyrod Taylor's concussed, they're going to have to face a practice squad quarterback, right? And the Packers are going to then be four and one because they're not losing that game. And you just look at it; they beat the Bears, the Patriots, third stringer, Giants, third stringer. You start looking a little fugazi here. I, and I, again, I don't want to totally defend Aaron Rodgers because I know you guys, you know, they're good. <sighs> How do I say this in a, in a nice manner? They're working with a lot of new pieces on the offensive line, getting healthy, and at receiver. And Aaron Rodgers is clearly not happy with what's happening. And I think, you know, Rob mentioned to me that Rodgers said winning this way is not sustainable. That is a 1,000% correct. They cannot do this against good teams. Third-string quarterback, sure. Good teams, no. But my guess is he's so good of a quarterback, they're going to be fine by November, right? Four more weeks? I I don't know. Do you think this is not a top-tier team, Rob? Not right now. No, absolutely not. I mean— Would you put him on Tampa's level in that second upper-middle class? Yes, 
They're, they're probably on the back end of that tier, actually. Like if, if even though they went into Tampa and won, I know Tampa had no receiver. Yeah, Tampa was really banged up, and and that should have been one of those games where the Green Bay Packers kind of put it on them because they are the healthier team at that point in the season. In, in they, that they're, situation, they're in, their inability to get separation is a little sad and disturbing. But elsewhere in the NFC, I, I listen. I know we should be crowing about Cooper Rush because he's three and zero and he doesn't commit turnovers, and that's all Washington does. Reality is going to set in almost certainly this weekend for Dallas and Cooper Rush. He's facing Aaron Donald and the Rams. Now, I'm not saying it's automatic Rams play here, but everybody thinks because Cooper Rush beat the Bengals, who at the time were a sad sack team, and then Cooper Rush went on Monday Night Football and beat the Giants, who are a sad sack team. And now he dispatched the Washington Commanders, which was like a one-score game with like seven minutes left, I think, before they got some some late time, late points. Washington's awful. Two interceptions from Wentz, two fourth downs. I, I, if if Matt Rule wasn't in such dire straits in Carolina, and by the way, I saw a a, a quote because I you know you got to read all this stuff after the game for injuries. I saw a quote where Matt Rule effectively did not want to really talk about the game because he needs to watch the film. I almost think there's a chance Matt Rule gets fired this week. This is how bad they were, Rob. They've now played four games this season, okay? The offense has not topped 300 yards. He brought in McAdoo, the goofball. He brought in Baker Mayfield. The Cardinals batted down nine Baker Mayfield passes. Nine. J.J. Watt had a few of them. And it's like, okay, Matt Rule, we let you bring in Joe Brady as your offensive coordinator. That did not work. Now you're bringing in McAdoo. Now you brought in your quarterback. We've given you everything. You haven't given us jack squat. And I, I would not be shocked if Rule got shown his walking papers. But now the problem is, who do you elevate to head coach? Because this was ghastly. And they play the Niners next. And then the Rams. And then the Bucks. Right. <laughs> Rob, do you go ahead and fire him now or just wait for him to get hammered by the Niners or Rams or Bucks or all three? I think first you make a change of quarterback before you. I mean, I Can think you Matt, though? I don't even know if I think Darnold comes off the IR this week. Then then put in uh, what did they have? Matt Corral? Is no, he, he got hurt in the preseason. They, they I, have I, nobody. They have that PJ Walker PJ, guy. I think it him. might be PJ Walker. Let me check. Put that him in chart because yeah, Baker PJ Mayfield, Walker. Baker Mayfield sucks. Baker Mayfield He's, has sucked for two years now. Baker nope, Mayfield. Time out, time out. I need to no. throw a flag on that. Okay. He was in the playoffs January 2021. He beat Pittsburgh <laughs> two touchdown passes. Dude, it so hasn't te- even been so two technically years. two years ago. You know, okay. I mean, it's, it's crazy how this is, you know, Rob, all the time in life we talk about, you know, the thin margin in sports you know somebody gets injured as they're ascending then they can't get the contract then they never recover it's over i a baker mayfield story has to be up there the guy led the league in commercials two seasons ago helped the browns i know they had the run game in the line and the defense get to the playoffs they won in pittsburgh i know they got a bunch of interceptions and it was a crazy game but he still threw two touchdowns and was not bad in that game at all. He was good, in fact. And they nearly took down the Chiefs. Mahomes, got, I'll never forget Mahomes getting the concussion. And they have to turn to, shucks, I don't even remember the guy. That's Chad a good Henney. Jeopardy. Chad Henney, yeah. <laughs> Chad Hennessy. And um, 
the 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 coach did not trust Baker to make a go on fourth down, so they punted and they never got the ball back. I'll never forget that because that was like we don't trust Baker. Baker comes out the next season hurt in September, shoulder banged up, tried to play through it like a hero, toast. Goes to Carolina, thought he had a chance. He looks dreadful. He's not good. He's definitely he's not, not good. good. He, but he, here's my thing. Once he's cut loose by Carolina, do you think anybody gives him a chance? Or no. is he too much of a distracted he's guy gone. who can't hold a clipboard? He's gone. He's out of the NFL. No, nobody's willing to take him on. No, because he he hasn't shown the kind of emotional maturity to be a backup quarterback. On talent, he is good enough to be on an NFL roster. He's not good enough to start. I, I think that's pretty clear. I mean, how many guys can say that they had Odell Beckham Jr. and made him fantasy irrelevant because he couldn't get him the ball? Oh. He had DJ Moore, who had three straight years of 100 yards, and he had DJ Moore's best game ever This you know, with Baker Mayfield was yesterday when he had six catches for 50. Like that was an an explosion of sorts for DJ Moore with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. The other problem that he has, not only you know he's just not that great, is they're getting booed obviously late in that oh, game because merciless, you know it was they weren't good. And one of the things that he says is after the game when they ask him about it, did we go down and score a touchdown if they started booing? Yes, we did. No, oh, he did not say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> The garbage yeah. time touchdown we, to McCaffrey? We responded with the garbage time touchdown when they were booing because let them know that that's how we roll. It's like, dude, you, you, you don't, your talent does not match your skill set. Or excuse me, your, 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 action, your mouth doesn't match yeah. your skill set. His mouth is writing checks that his butt is, Exactly. That's what I meant to say. Classic Top Gun movie, yes. Exactly. He's not good enough for the chip, for the comments, for the t-shirts, for the podcast you know, appearances. He's just not. So you know, here's my question. Does Baker Mayfield, is Baker, how, how is this? Is week one, 2023, is Baker Mayfield on an NFL roster? Or is he in the studio at a TV network? If you would ask me this question in four more weeks, I can give you a definitive answer. Right now, my lean is he's working for ESPN no. cover, covering Big 12 football. Oh, God. oh come on. He's is that even studio. a conference anymore? He, he's in the Dude, studio, and he's no. talking about Oklahoma, no. Texas, no, those no, kind no. of teams. Come on. Zero chance of that. Okay, first of all, I think almost certainly Baker is going to be like, listen, I'm going to stay ready and, for instance— Patriots on their third-string quarterback. Who are they calling this week? New York Giants, third-string quarterback. Who are they calling this week? You tell me you're not going to call Baker Mayfield next year if you're in this spot? No. I mean, the Giants are somehow 3-1, and one and they're on their third-string quarterback. No, you're not calling Baker Mayfield. Well, who are you calling? Somebody who is familiar with your system. I... Baker Mayfield has only had success in the NFL with a coach who took the ball out of his hands. Mm. And and is he going to to humble himself and become... Chase Daniels? No, he's not going to. That, All indications are that he's yeah. not. So then why would you waste your time? Mm. Wow. I'm I'm a little surprised you went there, Rob. I, I think he's he he's I think he's gonna be like, I'm staying ready, I'll be ready for whatever. Um but that's a good uh note to wrap up on before we get to Monday night football and the best bet. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. So I went 1-3-1 one, and one in the contest. Not a great feeling, obviously. Um, that sets me at 11-7-1. Wait, is that even? Yeah. 11, no, 11-8-1. Oof. Not ideal. Not out of it, because this was a weekend where the public cleaned up, but good betters struggled, and I consider myself a good better. I mean, my bankroll would agree. I'm sure there's a bunch of Twitter people who would disagree, but I'm in. I think I'm in fine shape for the for the contest. I have nothing on Niners Rams. Rob Shanahan has 
absolutely dominating McVeigh, but Shanahan does not have Trent Williams. I will counter that because I like countering my own arguments. They've had a week to prepare for no Trent Williams. They have Jimmy Garoppolo, a veteran quarterback. I don't know why everybody and their mom is on the Rams in this game. I will take the 49ers on the money line. That'll be my only bet. I should take the under, but we just saw... Remember Chiefs, Tampa? Everybody's like, oh, weather. Got to be an under. Prime time. Got to be an under. And it was like 70-something points scored. I'm going to pass on the on the total. I will go Niners on the money line. And I want to do a player prop, and I think this is a George Kittle game. Uh, remember, Garoppolo's still working his way back. Kittle still working his way back. And I just, I'm going to lean on Shanahan, who's just getting eviscerated for that awful performance against Denver. He was getting asked about Jimmy G mouthing stuff um, on Sunday Night Football. Your plays suck, man. So, listen, I like McVay and the Rams. I'll root for them. I'll take the Ram, uh, 49ers on the money line here, Rob. Any bet for you? You know, it's funny that you brought up the total because that was the only thing I felt confident in this game. It's is, gone down from 48 to 42 and a half. I'm taking the under. And it has nothing is there, to do, is there weather? Nah, if there is, it's nothing to do with my, my feeling about it. It's that I, I don't think that the Rams are consistent right now. I think well, the only thing they're consistent is they're inconsistent. I think Matthew Stafford is due for at least if the turnovers set at prop one and a half, I'm taking the over. I, I just don't feel good about where he's at right now and that offense. And for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan kind of owns Sean McVay. Even in games where, like in the playoff game last year where the Niners ended up winning, it didn't feel to me like the 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 Rams were ever in control of that game. It Man. felt like it was played at the Niners' pace and it was going the way they intended it to go. And it just so happens that a dropped Jaquaski tart interception ended up being the difference. So mm. I'm just leaning the under. I have no side on him. Just give me the under. Yeah, it's weird. McVeigh owns Kingsbury. I think McVeigh's done incredible against Seattle as well. But for whatever reason, Shanahan total dominance over McVeigh. He just he has his number. So uh, that's where we're at. This is a small play for me. Nothing huge. Um, I need to. I need a look. I, I, I like that Falcons win. So many people were like, "Yo, do I heard Falcons biggest play of the season? That's a that's a great job." Uh, what do you got this week? And I was like, I, "I don't like this week." And Rob, you know this. You don't have to have a pick every week. Um, early. I mean, listen. I don't think you could bet a lot of these games because we don't know about the quarterback situations with New England, with the Giants. Um, I don't see Jets, Dolphins on the board anywhere. Um, it, it's just, a, it's very tough to wager this early, but I'll say this. Uh, something smells weird that Buffalo is 14 at home against Pittsburgh. It That just seems like a huge number of Buffalo off two massive games. Remember what I said? Their defense was on the field for 74 plays. And then they had that long one in Miami. They look very sluggish to start. I know Pittsburgh is bad. I know Pittsburgh is like borderline unbettable. Something smells fishy. That's a humongous line. Anyways. All right. That's it for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.